Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I'm Ann Alvarez, parent coach, school counselor, and mom of two. Do you struggle with your relationship with your kids because you carry childhood pain? Do you get triggered by your child's behavior, become irrational, and maybe even yell at your children? Maybe you want to be a better parent, but you don't know how. Instead of repeating old patterns, you want to heal your pain, become more aware of your child's needs, feel connected to your kids, and learn the tools to communicate better so you can truly enjoy your parenting. If you are ready to heal your childhood pain, raise healthy, connected, and happy kids, and end the cycle of parenting with pain, then join me. Our kids deserve it, and we can do this. Let's go. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I am so excited because we have a special guest. His name is Robert Schmoos. He serves as a mental health professional as well as an autistic self-advocate. In his practice, Robert supports the neurodiverse community, including autistic individuals, using a variety of therapeutic interventions. His experience as a clinical professional on the autistic autism spectrum places him in a unique role. As a self-advocate, Robert has experience educating communities on topics relating to the autistic and neurodiverse communities, such as employment, relationships, mental health, independence, and self-advocacy. Thank you so much, Robert, for joining us today. I think you're going to give a lot of that insight for parents who may have children on the autism spectrum. So welcome. Well, thank you for having me. So I want to ask the first question, like what is your experience with autism? Well, my experience really is based off from how I, from how I grew up, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, you know, I always thought there was something different about me. Like I saw, I saw the world very differently. Like I, especially when it came to social cues, like sometimes it was hard for me to socially interact with others. Like I was able to have some friends. It was especially friends. I'm still have, they still have today, but certain social situations always made me anxious. I also, also had a lot of fixed interests, like, like history, music, culture. I was able to, to tell facts off the back of my head. How, and as I said, I just saw the world differently than others. So, and you noticed but, that at an early age that you saw the world differently from other people. Yeah, I was able to when I was. I can even say um, since the age of four, I guess. Wow, wow, um, that's amazing. So, what do you what do you want parents to know about autism? Well. What I really want to know about all, what I would like parents to know is that just because your child is autistic doesn't mean they cannot do things. They can do amazing things. No matter what support level they, what level of support you need. And the best thing to do is listen to your child. Mm-hmm. Like, and don't discourage them just because they're autistic. 
and mm-hmm. and just because they have so uh, a focused interest that that could actually be a, a strength for them yes I, I just want to say, like, I'm so impressed by you. And I want you to tell parents, like, how accomplished you are. Like, this is the time to brag. Um, you have a master's in social work, right? Yes. Yep. And you have been working, like, you know, you you have a professional life, a, a normal life, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because sometimes I think the messaging is when you have autism, oh, they're not going to be able to to graduate or they're not going to be able to be successful in their careers you know and I think I think you're breaking that that kind of um thinking about you know, children yeah and there's actually it's interesting you bring that up because when I was I I don't I want to start with how I was diagnosed you see early in high school I my social anxiety got really bad by sophomore year I it gotten so bad to the point where I had to be hospitalized in a psychiatric unit. Wow. And it was at that moment that in that the psychologist there that was like the the darkest moment of my, my life. Because you know, I didn't know what was going on. I was having so much anxiety I couldn't cope, couldn't cope at all. And that's what led me there. Yeah, it was President's Day weekend, 2005. I was 15 years old. And it was at that, it was during that time that I, excuse me, that I was, the psychologist there diagnosed me with autism. And of course, I didn't know what it was. And they said, they told me what the symptoms are, you know, focused interest, you know, no routine like i've always had a routine ever since since i was a kid you know for example when i went after school i would go to, right right to like the dining room to do my homework and i didn't like that routine broken so that's there um it difficulty with social cues and when i heard all of this it was like oh my god that's my life and <laughs> wow yeah and also and not only it was mind blowing for me, not not just because I knew what this was, but I was not alone. Yeah, that that I'm not the only one. And of course, every person with autism is different. You know, there's those who have high support needs, such as, you know, difficulties with cognitive, cognitive, cognitive difficulties. And, yes. And limited verbal communication and those low, with low support needs who like have verbal communication and some cognitive and less cognitive cognitive difficulties, but were but still have issue still have issues. And yes. and it was and going back to what you were saying about, you know, those parent like seeing, knowing that like those of autism can do anything. I remember a year later, I had this, I had an IEP growing up and I mm -hmm. had these, I had 
the psychologists who would go do evaluations like outside of the school district. And one of like I told them about like this one psychologist about how he wanted to go to school and live away to college, you know, to because I knew that wouldn't help me to grow up, help me to be responsible and help me to improve my social skills. And yes. so after that, like a few weeks later, like in the mail, I would receive evaluations and my parents would let me read them because they were my evaluations. And I remember near the end, like in the summary, they psychologist said, wrote, due to his Asperger's syndrome, which it was what I was called then. Now, now it's autism. Yes. And I can, I consider myself autistic, not, not, not Asperger. Anywho. Okay. So, it said due to his due to his diagnosis he it is unrealistic for robert to live away at school and to me i wasn't like like i was taken aback by that yes but i wasn't discouraged because who was this person they don't know who i am exactly and I'm, i was still going to go to school and my parents were very encouraging of me with that. Wow. And I went away. I was able to go away to school for four years, live there, the same school four years, go get my master's in a year. I did advanced standing. And wow. which is like when you do, it's like one year of master's because you did graduate level courses in your senior year of college. Okay. I was able to, get my LCSW license like it was a tough test but but get my LCSW license in both New Jersey and Pennsylvania Amazing. and I was able to wor- work for many years wow I think that's so good for parents to hear you know like like you really are an inspiration to me um and with the kids I work with at my school um like it just inspires me. I, I have told people about your story because I'm just so um I just find it so hopeful, you know? Like let's not put limits on people, you know? Let's 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 let them find their interests, their their passions, what they want to do, regardless of you know, whatever they whatever they bring, whatever they come with, right? So yeah, um it's pretty amazing. Um so what was what were some or what are some challenges that parents might have with having a child with autism? I think the biggest the challenge that I've always I've seen like in the past years, like it is that, you know, there the there's this fear that as you said, someone they find out they're the child is autistic. Um the fear like, you know, oh my God, this is like it feels like a death sentence. Yes. It, the way how it's presented, how it's been presented in so many years. Like, um, and of course they're afraid, you know, they won't like you said, they won't able to, to get married, get a job or things like that. Like I remember when I was a during the time I was diagnosed, I do wanna also state that, you know, my parents told me that it was suspected when I was ten, but it wasn't fully diagnosed. Anywho, anywho, I remember that just like around the time I was diagnosed, it was always seemed like eh, I 
like autism is like the death sentence. You'll, you know, you'll have to take care of your child for years and years and they'll never be able to succeed. Like, it's like, and all it was, it's really based about uh, around the ideology of curing autism. Right. Yeah. Which of course is, is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so that like, I guess that's, that would be a challenge, like being, being told in a way that it's this, that's disparaging. Yes. Um, another challenge, I think, when it comes for for parents of, of autistic children is, you know, I finding services for them. Like I like for the past few years ago, like especially years ago, like there weren't many services out yes. there for autistic children. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it was either that, of course, based on the state. Like there was either, there was no, there were either no services out there, lack of services, or the services were very hard to find. Like, and there's always these hoops that people had, that parents would have to go through in order to get those services. Like, oh, they would need such as this type of insurance, or you're dying, you have to have the diagnosis written by such and such, mm -hmm. which, you know, can Especially in if they're from like a, a, when they're from, when they grow up in an area that doesn't have those resources, that can be very difficult. Yes, yes. So then maybe like they need to maybe move or or find other ways to support your child, right? Yes, and there have been like improvements. Like I know, for example, there's been service done by for example the children's hospital of philadelphia has a center for autism research which has been helpful for finding resources for parents of autistic children yes and groups to help them help them yes. like like accommodate in in everyday life and there's also in pennsylvania there's they have the bureau of autism services which offer like on their website, you know, certain support social groups for autistic youth, some groups for autistic parents, resources, social stories, which are very good and and are some that I've actually used in my practice with my yes. clients. Wow, so, amazing. So they've been very good. That's really great. That's really great. Um, so how did you overcome your challenges of autism? Um, um, for me, you had supportive I... parents. Was that part of it? Yeah, supportive parents. That was something that was very helpful for me. Um, mm -hmm. Also, another something that was supportive of course definitely my parents they were very supportive of me in my in my journey like they never like they've treated me you know just because i was autistic they you know i can i can live in a regular life i can live an ordinary life and that's something they've instilled with me since i was a even before my diagnosis like they, like they knew like something was there but they instilled with me you know you know you, you're gonna live a the life you want and work towards the things that make you happy. And that's something I, I love them for. 
another yeah and i think also what helped me was you know knowing that really just learning from my own life hmm? learning like what i've not not only what i've accomplished but what things have gotten have, have come my way you know there's been times in past em employments which were which were rough for me based on especially with my diagnosis and times where i felt discriminated against based on being autistic yeah. and you know knowing that you know not that's not like that's that that was very rough for me but it's not going to stop me from from going forward and of course everyone's every autistic and neurodivergence um journey is different from from one another right like i can't i can't just stay sit here and stand here and say oh you know you're in the same journey i am you've gone through the same thing i have when of course that's not true yes yes but okay. i know like but knowing myself Oh, but knowing myself, I know that I know who I am and I know where to go forward. And that's been very helpful for me. Yeah, I, I like that you didn't have any limits on yourself and you still wanted to um, go away to school on your own, live an independent life. And you also were resilient through your challenges. Like even though you had discrimination, you still had an attitude of I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving forward. I'm I'm gonna be resilient. I think that is so amazing. Um, when you take power into your life, right? You feel empowered with your life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's so great. I love that your parents were supportive. Um, I had Christian Armstrong. He's also an autism advocate on another podcast and he had the same uh, comment that his parents were very supportive and with the things that he, he needed, they exposed him, like they exposed him in social situations um, a lot. Did your parents do that as well, Robert? Yes, they have. And they have exposed me in, in social situations. And also I have an older sister. I have two sisters, one who's Who's, who's much younger than me, who's in her senior year of college. And I have an older sister who is like just a year older than me. And, you know, we went to the same high school. So I was able to hang out with her and her friends. So that kind of like a, a similar, I, what, yes. If I, like that really helped me to be in social situations. Wow. So that greatly helped, greatly helped me. That's really, really great. Oh my goodness. I'm so inspired. Um, I want to say thank you, Robert. I want to ask you, though, uh, how do people find you if they want to work with you? Um, well, I can be reached. I have a speaker hub page. Okay. Um, I have a I have a website here that I can post. Is that your website? Yes. Okay, great. So that so I will post that for parents. Um, if they want to reach out to you and get some support, then they can reach you, right? Yeah. Is that my Speaker Hub webpage? Yeah, uh, www.schmooseclaire.com. Uh, 
Uh, St. Clair Oak. That's one of my websites. .com. Okay. And so I that is a, yeah, go ahead. And I also have another one on mm -hmm. Speaker Hub. Okay. And I can I can mail you I can email you the um I can actually send you the, the web page for that. Perfect. Yeah. I will I will include it on the podcast notes for parents to reach you. Awesome. And okay. I can I can re be reached by email. Okay. At S C H M U S eight nine eight at gmail dot com. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Robert. I'm going to put um all your links with the podcast notes so parents can reach you. Um, I think that was so so helpful. I just want to do like a little re. I always like to do a little recap for parents. So parents like the takeaway is like Robert is a prime example. You don't have to be limited um, if you have a diagnosis of autism. And that as parents, we, we can't be fearful. We have to still um, push our kids uh, to reach their potential and teach them about resilience and expose them to things uh, that will allow them to grow. Uh, we don't have to put limits on our children just because they have autism. And uh, yeah, and Robert is such a prime example of that. So I hope today, parents, if you have a child who is autistic, that you have a message of hope. Um, your child can still live a full, independent, uh, prosperous life. And you don't need to live in fear. Right, Robert? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming today, Robert. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It was a, it was great to be part of this. Oh, great. Well, thank you, parents. I'll see you next time. You know I love you. Take care. If this podcast inspired, blessed, or changed you in any way, I would love for you to share this with your family and friends on your Instagram page and tag me at Masterful Parenting and join my Masterful Parenting Facebook page or DM me for more parenting support. And I will meet you here real soon. Remember, be relational with your kids and you will see a change. Love to all you parents out there. Let's change the world one parent at a time.